0: Welcome to the Canvas Rebel Podcast, where we believe your story matters, your viewpoint, and your insights matter. In our view, there is far too much coverage of the trends that ivory tower professors and billionaire fund managers are seeing. What's the edge in hearing the billionaire consensus view over and over again? The edge comes from hearing new perspectives and new information, like from the wedding planner who's worked with hundreds of couples during the pandemic and has noticed that new couples are allocating significantly more of their wedding budgets on small details like personalized neon signs. Or hearing from an accountant who's seeing how there is a huge uptick in e-commerce clients generating revenue from in-person pop-ups. Those sorts of insights are what Canvas Rebel is all about. And today, Madison is chatting with some of our content partners about trends and lessons learned. Content partners help us in so many ways, from sponsoring our mission to spreading the word about the work that we do and collaborating with us on content like this. And so with no further ado, here's Madison with today's panel.
1: My name is Madison. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of our Canvas Rebel podcast, talking about building a luxury and service-oriented business in 2023. I have three extremely talented business owners here with me today in some very unique and different niche markets. Uh, So excited to hear some different perspectives and hear what you all have to say. I'd love to get started with some introductions.
2: Hello, everyone. My name is Jorge Contreras. I'm a real estate investor and also a coach. We own, a, I own an education company where we teach people how to invest in real estate, specializing in short term rentals. A lot of our clients buy real estate and some of them do the arbitrage model where they rent properties, get permission in writing, and then launch them as a short term rental, all with the goal in mind to be able to replace your nine to five and start their own business. And uh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for the opportunity.
3: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Happy to have you.
3: Hi, everybody. I'm Jenny Wang. I'm broker owner of J1 Properties in Houston. We are a boutique royalty with personal touch. We uh, serve customers, serve our clients with tailored uh, strategy and plans in both in residential and commercial properties. And we have a team that everybody has their own business style and uh, we encourage everybody brand themselves and so our skills are very versatile from helping starter homes to luxury homes our office is in balair where uh, some top uh luxury properties in the city of houston Interloop, and we also serve commercial uh, real estate um, helping people to relocate to houston And very happy to be here and and learn from everybody. I'm honored. Oh, wonderful.
4: And uh, here I am third in line. Uh, Hi, everybody. My name is Paul Hardison. Uh, I am the owner and founder of Sea Dog Travels, a travel company for people who love the oceans. Uh, We're basically a comprehensive tour company and travel agency that has an ocean theme, uh, as mentioned before. And this is a startup business. So um, this is was born in the depths of the pandemic, knowing that nothing in travel was happening. And uh, the goal was to be ready when the pandemic was ending, which is sort of kind of right about now. Yeah. So uh, things are starting to happen, uh, actually, which is good. Uh, and uh, looking forward to the future and glad to be here.
1: Amazing. Well, thank you all so much for joining me today. Let's jump right in. What are some key strategies you've learned or used to build and maintain such a strong brand within your industry?
2: Yeah, personally, for me, what's really helped and has been a big needle mover is uh, organic social media marketing. Mm, And that really consists of, you know, right now we are in the video economy. So everything is video, video, video. So for example, we have a podcast, we have a YouTube channel, we post Instagram reels, TikTok reels, all the other platforms also get reposted. But right now, particularly short form content is the number one way to get the attention, right? Attention is currency, get the attention yep. of people that you can serve at a high level. And so, you know, we post, for example, you know, no one has to, when I started, we started posting like one video a week, and then we went to one video a day. Now we post three reels a day, seven wow. days a week. And that's how we've been able to, you know, reach our ideal audience, provide them value, and then bring them onto like webinars or five day challenges or live events to be able to then uh, really help them transform their life. But in short, it's organic social media content is the best way to build your brand, whatever the business is, online, brick and mortar.
1: Yeah, kudos to you. Three times a day, seven days a week, <laughs> man. I I work in social media full time for a living and. I have a hard enough time doing it, do it once a day for, for some yeah. clients. So that is amazing. That is uh, no easy feat, but sounds like it's brought you a lot of, of success and really set you apart in your own niche market.
2: Absolutely. And what really helps us is, you know, we pick like a day out of the month where we film like 60 to 90 videos. Usually every three weeks, we film about 60 videos wow. all in one shot. So, in, like in, in two and a half hours, we already have the hooks. We have uh, a, you know, a sort of like a script to follow so that we makes it easier. So we batch film, then our team will batch edit and then we have content. Um, so like right now we're probably like 60 days in advance of, you know, how, how much content we already have. So that's definitely the key yeah. to being, being efficient with creating marketing content.
4: Yeah, I, correct, think correct, really, correct. I think that's really I think that's yeah I think that's really interesting Jorge and your approach because my approach is similar but not the same and the dynamics are a bit different because right now it's just me full time doing this and one challenge I've had starting this business is I don't have a huge bucket of money to, to pour into it to get it going so I've had to be very deliberate and <laughs> sort, of have, sort of have a long-term view in this but what I've decided to do especially in the travel biz, on the social media side is I said, okay, what do I want to do? I want to build travel communities. So I have a Facebook group for the different destinations where where we travel and the services that we offer. So I'm operating 14 different Facebook groups uh, right now. And things really started to take off, relatively speaking, at the end of last year. So we have more than 15,000 members of our groups. And it's Mm -hmm. growing at at about 1,000 a day right now and um the wow. business page business page is going to break 10k in about a month and so it's being that i don't have a huge ad budget right now um this is a way to do free basically it's my time to build the, these communities and get these people interested so hopefully down the road they'll want to take advantage of our services
1: yeah organic social is is the way to go i think it's it's it seems to be more cost effective um,
3: yes, it is
1: your time, but I, I think that's the way to go.
3: I was gonna say both of you do. What we what what I was gonna say? Yes, yeah, social marketing is extremely the the key note of the marketing platform nowadays. And we we definitely just our office side. We have ten pages of Facebook pages, and we covered Instagram. We covered you know, LinkedIn, and we have, we started TikTok. Yeah. And, and so the whole thing is about being consistent, like what Jorge is doing. We do videos everywhere we go. It's almost like we're our own digital marketing directors. Yeah. And- because it's it's the it's really the way everybody is keeping in touch, you know, people don't hardly have time to sit down in front of TV, watch TV, but everybody is on the phone and play with yep. the phone. And I also agree with the 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 focus theme that um I'm sorry, Paul, Paul, right? Mm, yep, yeah, he's he's doing it's a focus focused theme. Uh, of the ocean travel and I, I love that so when we do social media surely that is a way for us to connect with people it's a self marketing and you know I can't be putting a house for sale come on you know open house open house every day so but that's that's what we want to do you know Mm -hmm. the motivation but we want to make it more interesting and so uh we do have our theme everything is about housing market but we want to make it more of a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and in that way people can relate it's not just when they see Jenny Wong oh my gosh she's so boring she's going to sell another house (laughs) 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 and And then we also do on the, uh, besides the social media marketing, we also encourage every agents to be involved with community. So that's, that's the way to get us to be in front of people to have face to face connections. Yeah. And yeah, so for instance, I'm involved with Houston Ballet and other people involved with immediate neighborhood communities and farm and ranch communities and all that. Amazing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's, that's super important.
2: Thank you. Yeah, the last the last part I was just going to add um, to get my point across is, you know, we've been doing the social media content now for five, six years consistently. And we've also done like millions of dollars in advertising, like just Instagram mm-hmm. ads, Facebook ads over the last few years. And right now in a changing economy where people are spending less and we're in a credit crunch and a money crunch and you know, everything is down. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the people that continue to do organic versus paid and the people who have built a really solid organic foundation are being impacted much less than those who have relied on paid marketing. Yep. So man, organic is the way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Great. Great point there. Uh, my next question it sounds like you all are extremely passionate about your customer experience. And that definitely sets you apart from other people in the real estate industry or in, in travel in general. For you, Paul, how important is the customer experience in your industry? And what are some ways that you are ensuring your customers feel valued and satisfied?
4: Well, I think that's, that's, that's the obvious thing is the customer experience is the thing that does matter. Right. Um, that's, that's like number one. And so what do you have to do to have not just a good customer experience, but a great customer experience? Well, in in one line, you have to exceed their expectations. Everybody's going to go into something with an expectation of what they're going to do and what they're going to get. Well, in travel, you know, the the pandemic in many ways destroyed the travel industry and and then it came back. But one thing that I found or that I've noticed watching is that a lot of the travel industry has not changed. Yeah. Even with the pandemic, it has not changed. It's yeah. things going back to the w- normal way of doing things. And so how do, you, how do you really be different? You have to, well, you should be different. You should have a unique brand. You should offer services where you do things that really people don't expect, yeah. that they will really enjoy, that they will yeah. really appreciate after the fact that, yeah. you know, I'm going to yeah. go on a cruise, I'm going to go on this ship, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Well, one thing the luxury cruise lines emphasize is they have pretty much what they call intuitive personal service, where they do things for people. They kind of get to know them, yeah. Kind of in a kind of in a very quiet kind of way, but then they they provide added value that people honestly don't expect, and they really like right. it. And that's what makes a difference in any kind of experience that you have something. An experience with an organization and people that you thought was outstanding as compared to being, you know, typical.
3: Yeah. Well said. Yeah, I agree. Uh, when we talk about luxury, lingerie, lingerie brand, <laughs> lingerie brand, what exactly how to define lingerie? To me, lingerie stands for a uh, stance on its own. Lingerie has a story, lingerie has history. So when we when we Uh, serve customers and it's all about this experience how 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 we so it's a journey that we share it's the value and the joy we bring and we deliver to the customers yeah for instance that when I say I serve commercial and residential and it's kind of so abstract and then how do you define all that and for instance I have um um People from out of state looking for warehouse. You've been thinking, you know, uh, for an agent to to commercial agent and say, okay, you look for a uh, warehouse and I'm going to give you one, two, three, four, five, which one you're interested. and for us to serve them, we listen to the, the clients and what they need, why they want a warehouse in Houston. And so when they actually share their part of a story, they're actually looking to work in Houston, then bring family over here. Mm-hmm. So when we show warehouse, we will show residential houses in the luxury houses to them and say, hey, this is what we offer in the area you're yeah. looking for you work and you go home you know you work hard and then you go home enjoy a luxury style of life Mm -hmm. and so that's what we bring the whole experience to uh uh, clients yeah and so that's how we separate ourselves and we deliver the value and joy to the clients that we share the experience with yeah that's wonderful
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. On my end, a lot of the properties that we have at short term rentals, you know, we mainly focus on like high-end luxury. So all of our properties, for example, are single family homes that can host larger groups of people, like eight to twelve, because in the in the short-term rental market, 80% of inventory hosts one to four people. So Mm -hmm. our niche market is these larger properties that host eight to twelve people. Every single one of our properties has a pool, a jacuzzi, Uh a game room. And it's interesting because we started doing this before the pandemic. We always created these staycation experiences where people can have a great time in the home without needing to leave the home.
4: And we noticed
2: that that was a big desire because a lot of people will stay at an Airbnb or at a hotel when they're going to a conference or event. And they, they don't spend much time in the home. It's just a place to shower and then get up and go. But when you create these staycation experiences, people are booking these experiences because they don't necessarily have to go anywhere. They just want to have a good time in the home. Yeah. And that has been a, a very unique experience that we've been able to create for our guests and again, allowed us to charge a higher nightly rate. Yeah. Um, but, you know, make sure making sure that we create that luxury experience.
1: I love that. Do you get a lot of <laughs> um, like, I imagine my brain immediately goes to like bachelor and bachelorette party trips is that kind of like your target market or who's booking those those rentals? that's a good
2: question you know we really try to avoid parties events people with music if they're going to have guests because that's the main reason there is a lot of regulation in the short-term rental market is because of parties that take up all the parking that disrupt the neighborhoods cause more wear and tear to the property so we do not allow parties or events because these are like homes and residential areas. Right. I
1: see. So Um, more like a retreat.
2: Exactly. So we do get just larger groups of like family, friends, or even businesses, but they're just there to like, have a good time or maybe some people will even maybe host little workshops or yoga retreats, but we only allow those on the reservation to be at the property because in the past we've had people that said, Hey, there's seven guests. And then they got 25 visitors (gasps) and that, you know, and that, that just, you know, has not worked out for us. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Interesting. My next question is, what role will technology play in the evolution of your industries? And how can companies stay ahead of the curve?
2: Uh, sure, I'll jump in. Um, one of the things that has become really popular is AI. So, for example, like ChatGPT and the way we're using ChatGPT right now to stay ahead of the curve, even for like content creation. You know, my my YouTube manager the other day asked me to make a video with the top 23 business expensive for Airbnb owners in the year of 2023. And all I did is I went on chat GPT. I said, Hey, what are the top 23 expenses for Airbnb? And in like two seconds I had the list and it had my content. I didn't have to call. I didn't have to sit there for 45 minutes and think of all the expenses. I just asked chat GPT, or if I want to create a new ebook as a lead magnet for my ideal audience, I can say, Hey, make me a, uh, you know, a thousand page, you know, ebook on how to start Airbnbs without owning real estate. This is for beginners who are just getting started uh, and make sure you overcome the five most common objections. And in 10 seconds, I will have an ebook and I can copy and paste, send it to my editor, add some graphics, add some branding or logo and boom. And so AI is just a way that basically speeds your ability, speeds up your ability to create content, yeah. to create video, anything that you need for your business, as well as copywriting as well.
1: Yeah, I have a bittersweet relationship with AI, if I can, if I can share a a personal story. So I'm finishing up college right now. I'm about to graduate in a week and a half. And I am a firm believer in working smarter, not harder. So sometimes I will admit, I use chat GPT to help fluff up my college papers a little bit. I work I work full time and I run my own business. Sometimes you just need a little bit of extra help. Um, And my university implemented a new policy the last day of the quarter that they would no longer be accepting any papers that had any sort of artificial intelligence generated text. So I got a zero on my final. And thankfully my professor said, I will give you the opportunity to redo this, but you have to write it hundred percent from scratch. And I was a little disappointed, you know, it is a 10-page paper. Uh, and I, I did work really hard on it. It was only 20% generated by AI. Like, that's that's pretty good. You gotta give give me some credit here. So I rewrote the whole thing, got an A, it was fine, but now I'm hesitant. Like I, I'm done with school, I don't have any more papers, but I think it's good. Unless you are a college student, then stay away
4: from the AI stuff. Madison, I'm a former academic professor. <laughs> oh,
1: gosh.
4: <laughs> so, Let me tell you all my so, problems. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I know what you mean. And that was even that was even an issue before Chat GPT. But that's, I'm, I'm sure that's going to wreak havoc on universities. So I'm not surprised at oh, that yeah. policy now. But, yeah, you've got what well, Jorge said about, you know, there are ways it obviously is going to make things more efficient and that's good but the thing when you started talking about it that lurked in the back of my head is accuracy of the content true
3: that's
4: that's that's the issue that's lurking there that everybody should remember and maybe if, for, for stuff that's pretty simple you know you don't have to worry about it too much but always kind of be concerned about accuracy because you don't want to embarrass yourself
3: yeah I think, yeah, I th- I think uh, our uh, we're still staying on the social media platform stage and our HAR, our MLS, you know, the uh, Houston Association of Realtors now actually announced we're going to have AI. So this is type of thing we haven't adopted yet. And, and I've heard the AI is coming up because we, we got many, many realtors in town, of course, and so, some people have problem of writing the MLS descriptions. So <laughs> that, may, that may help, but how it's going to turn out, we don't know because you can't be having the same descriptions on every property. So yeah, we have to right. see how that rolled out. <laughs> Definitely. Very you know
4: In the travel biz, I, I think there is a need for a, a new kind of, technology or, or approach to technology that's different from what exists now. Um, there's nothing really new. And one uh, I mentioned things not changing much in travel. Um, I had a very somewhat shocking experience with, with a company short term where it really looked like the website they were using was very circa 1990s oh, and still in use. So, you know, there's there are reasons for that. But, yeah, um, in travel, things haven't evolved much yeah. on the tech side of things. And I'm wondering what the next big thing is going to be that can really reach customers in an even more personalized fashion than is done now. I don't know what that is, but that, I think that's needed.
1: Maybe you'll yeah. be the one to create it.
4: Yeah, maybe. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. You know, if it's
4: to be, like, it's up to me.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, in our uh, uh nature of a business at the end of the day technology is great and uh it, but a real good uh, deal happens is still about people's relationships. So yeah. at the same time, you know, it's all about who you know, who you really don't know, who you really, really know. And you're involved in that community. And there's, yeah. yeah. you know, it's a referral business. And um, that's, that's it still truly works. Yeah. Absolutely. Right.
1: How do you each see consumer expectations shifting in, the next few months or in the next coming years? And what should businesses be doing to anticipate these expectations and needs?
3: Well, I think this is a great question connects to technology. So in in my business, it's it's always been it has been for years. And even, you know, uh, now everybody is talking about because high interest rate market is market slowed down compared to the previous two crazy years. Um, and so it's always the the consumers' expectations we we've been talking about this for uh some times now when actually you know you have your referral base, you have your network, but at the same time you will have new leads, new customers yeah. i you know when when somebody like Madison when you call me i I know you've already seen everything online <laughs> okay. The 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 reason you calling me is because you want an actual person to uh help you the the professionals help you yes. to actually still go through this process and still the deal with a personal touch. Yes. Otherwise, you don't need me. You can do right. everything online already. And so, I think the the expectation uh to us is really we really need to do practice every day and be on top of everything that when people call and we we know what we're looking at we know the immediate market we know listen to the the client listen to you madison tell me what you want and then our job is to be the trusted advisor with our knowledge and expertise yep
4: um, yeah, I, I agree with that and I think another issue is especially in a luxury context, it's, it's going to be value.
1: Yeah.
4: You know, the price point is not as important because people are going to have the money to spend, uh, but they want to get the value for the money that they do spend. Yeah. And so yeah. the emphasis should be on that as versus the broader market where money people do pay much more attention to the price point. It's it's a different angle that you have to approach people with.
2: Yeah yeah, I agree with that. Um, I also feel that as technology is emerging and there's just everything in many ways, people will expect things to get faster, to continue to improve the quality, but again, focusing on these higher end types of a uh, you know clientele more than anything, as long as they have you know a great experience, um, like Jenny said, they're willing to pay that that higher price point.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, that's all the questions I have for today. Thank you all so much for joining me. really interesting uh, and impactful conversation. And I know our listeners will definitely benefit a lot from this conversation.
2: Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Absolutely.